Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Koinonia Church Message Library. Our hope is that today's message encourages you, challenges you, and brings you closer to Jesus. We are confident that God's Word is living and active and is relevant for us today. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy the message. Hello, friends. Hey. Let's gather back in because we're going to have a great time this morning. Before I introduce my brother to you, I want to let you know that on Friday night was something called WRW. Have you heard of it? Yeah. It's called, it stands for Waterloo Region Worship. So our region, inviting churches to gather together and to, uh, to have worship together. So on Friday night, over 1,000 people gathered down in Cambridge at a church facility, and we just lifted the roof off and worship. We had uh, over a dozen of our Koinonia leaders were on the platform. I saw many of you there. It was an exciting time. Yesterday, right here in the house, we had Encounter. And yeah, another good time. Uh, Encounter is a time to set aside with God and just say, God, I need some healing on the inside of me. You've saved my soul. I'm thankful. And now I need the wounds of life to be healed up. So we had over 50 people gathered here yesterday for the day. So God continuing to speak and move. And here we are in the midst of our Passover series. And last week, our guest, Rabbi Jeff, gave some great illustrations. He delivered the message with passion. And he said, some of these Jewish traditions, the Old Testament is like a glove. And the New Testament, the gospel is the hand that fits inside that glove. And so my brother, Jeremy Dorton, who Jeremy and Catherine... This is their home church, Koinonia, and uh, I'm tempted to call you Rabbi Jerry this morning. <laughs> that would be a first. <laughs> he is going to be leading us through this Seder meal. Have you been a part of a Seder meal before? Raise your hand if you have. Yeah. Right. Jeremy's led right. us through a few of them here, and he's going to lead it through now. Usually the Seder meal takes an hour and a half, so this morning it's called fast food Seder. <laughs> But brother, may you be blessed as you lead us and introduce awesome. our family that we have with us today. Awesome. Shalom on you, my friend. Shalom. Thank you. Blessings. Good morning, church. It is good to be home and be back with you. It's good to see you. Some of you we've never met because uh, as we came out of lockdowns and restrictions, God put a word in our heart that we're to take the ministry that we have, which is equipping people to do evangelism and establishing the church, E3. And to, to spread that as widely as we can. So this we are sent out as itinerant missionaries from this church. And, uh, and we are now friends to many churches. And so we're ministering every Sunday. We're in a new church. And the cup is running over. It's insane. God is doing more today on the planet than at any other time in human history. Yeah. So I grew up in a Dutch Reformed tradition. My Dutchy friends. Hallelujah. Good to see you. <laughs> and, but I was born a Jew, but raised in the Dutch Christian home. And then eventually I ended up going to a Mennonite Brethren Church and finding out about this relationship with Jesus. Got baptized at 16, and all sorts of things were happening. My spiritual life was growing and changing. And, and, but I, I just heard something about this like Easter meal. And I remember meeting this missionary. She was a Mexican, single mom, Mexican missionary to the Jewish people of Saskatoon. Go figure. 
So I contacted Otelia and I said, Otelia, what's the deal with this like Easter meal, this Passover meal? And she gave me the first Haggadah that I ever saw, the order of service. And everything that I've come to learn so much, this is, is, is in so many ways the roots of our Christian faith. And so as we bring this today, there might be things that look different. I'm going to get you to participate as well. Are you up for that today? Okay, so there's going to be some call and responses, and, uh, and hopefully everything tees up and it will be on the screens and all of that stuff. All right, but this is our family. You are our family. Today we're going to be one big Jewish family. All right, good. And so Matthew is uh, presiding over our ceremony today, and uh, so he's the head of the home. He's the father in this mock family. Well, these are your family, right? Yeah. But then, you know, just like the Gentiles, we grafted in the Mecklers. And so the Mecklers are representing uh, the generations uh, because they're just a little bit older than... So, see, this is a church of generations. So, all right. So we have the family here. And so here's the deal. I have 17 pages of notes to work through. All right? And I'm not going to slow down. And so buckle on your seatbelts, we're going to really work our way through because what I want to do is actually not only just demonstrate the Seder, I want to teach it. I want you to understand it and I want you to see the Old Testament prophecies fulfilled in Messiah Jesus. I want you to go home changed. All right, are you ready for that? All right. So here's the introduction to the Seder, okay? So Passover, and, and again, all of this is going to build on Pastor Brian's message and Pastor, uh, sorry, Rabbi Jeff's message. I watched through those as well, and uh, everything's going to build. But Passover, this is that one, remember he had the, uh, the unleavened bread, he had the matzah bread, and he had different symbols. Now we're going to live out the Passover Seder. So Passover is, is the oldest of all the Jewish holidays. It marks the beginning of the religious calendar. He mentioned that. And so this year, Passover actually starts at sundown on April 5th. Okay, and it goes for seven days till April 13th. And the biblical background is found in Exodus chapter 12. And Rabbi Jeff read some excerpts of that. And just for time, we're not going to read it. You can go home. After this, you're going to say, whoa. Like, this is not my words. This is, all of this is directly out of Scripture. Exodus chapter 12. Go home, read Exodus chapter 12. That's your homework. But the aim of the Passover Seder is to take this historical event and bring it into the present. Like, the very first Passover happened approximately in the 1200s BCE. That means this, this ancient meal has been happening for 3,200 years. All right? But there was only one occasion... One Passover where the blood was applied to the doorposts and the lintels of the home. Do you even see the, the motion? Here's a free nugget. See this? Applying the, door, the blood to the doorposts and the lintels of the home. What, what symbol is it? It's the cross. It's all foreshadowing of Jesus, the Messiah. Seder. This thing is called a Seder. It's the Hebrew word for order. There's an order to this. There's a plan to this. All the food is supposed to be kosher according to Jewish dietary laws. And if we do this without 500 people, we would actually stop in the middle and have a beautiful kosher meal with chicken and sometimes lamb, all sorts of things. But Exodus 13 verse 8 gives the precept for the whole Seder, and this should come on screen now. Okay, on that day, Matthew, tell your son, I do this because of what the Lord did for me when I came out of Egypt. In other words, this wasn't just for our ancestors, we feel it to this day. Okay, 
So that's the introduction to the Seder. But now there's going to be the preparation for the Passover where I'm going to need the help from our little Jewish children. <laughs> All right? And so the kids, typically the night before Passover, the kids are given a little kit here and there's a wooden spoon and a single candle which they can light. And so it would be hard to traipse around the house. But they're going to go around the house with a paper bag and a wooden spoon and a feather and they're going to look for some breadcrumbs. So they're going to start doing that now and they're going to scoop them and stick them into the bag and then they're going to bring them back to dad. All right? And so I'm going to teach you what that's all about. This is called the Bedeket Chemetz. This is the search for leaven. Okay? Rabbi Jeff, again, he referenced this idea of scrubbing the house, getting the house all cleaned up. You're getting rid of any yeast in the home. In other words, Passover is also a great excuse for spring cleaning. All right? The wooden spoon is given... Uh, all of these things are happening. Why? Why a wooden spoon? Why a feather? Why these things? Well, they're all combustible. And at the end, when they bring it home to the father, they're actually supposed to take it and they'll put it in the fireplace or just outside the home, light that thing on fire and burn it. Well, on screen, it will say this, for seven days, no yeast is to be found in your houses and whoever eats anything with yeast in it must be cut off from the community of Israel, whether he is alien or native-born. Eat nothing made with yeast. Wherever you live, you must eat unleavened bread. So if you had white bread this morning on toast, you can leave the sanctuary right now. Thank you very much. <laughs> All of the yeast has been gathered into the home. It would be taken. And like I said, typically it would be burned. But for fire regulations, we won't do so today. And, uh, but now we recognize that this yeast is actually a symbol of sin in our lives. And we're getting rid of the yeast of malice and sin. And so the father now would actually take a moment and pray a prayer of confession. Actually like confession of sin. Cleansing this home. And we'll do this now to start our Seder. God, we thank you that you are the forgiver of sins. We come to you, we lay our sins at the foot of the cross. Welcome, Holy Spirit. Bless us, this house, and this meal. Amen. And so in the Jewish tradition, you should also consider this a moment for yourselves. So let's pause for 20, 30 seconds. If there's anything that you need to get off your heart and give to the Lord Jesus, let's do so now. A prayer of confession just between you and him. pray this in the name of Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen. So the preparation has happened and now the Seder would actually begin. And so at the beginning of the Seder, the mother is going to light the candles. And uh, as she's lighting the candles, I'm going to teach you a couple of things. So the lighting of the, cap uh, the, the lighting of the candles actually happens every Friday at Sabbath. All right? And light represents the presence of God entering into the home, entering into your space. And you see that the woman of the home, the mother, cupped the light over her eyes and over her mind and over her, her body three times. And you have to ask the question, why three times? I think it's yet another clue that Holy Spirit left behind because these things are done in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. God left his fingerprints all over the Seder. And then now the mother is going to read a blessing over her family, and she's reading it over you as well. 
Blessed art thou, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who has sanctified us by the Messiah and has allowed us to kindle the festival light. Blessed art thou, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who has kept us in life and has preserved us and has enabled us to reach this season. All right, so thank you. So now we're actually getting into the Seder itself. And, and normally, again, this is where Matthew as the father would be leading all of this, but I thought that might be a bit much for him to learn for today. Uh, so at this point, the father is going to lead his family by lifting up that first cup and getting the cup ready. Now, of course, you might recognize these cups. They look a lot like communion, and you're going to see exactly where communion fits into the Seder in just a little bit. All right, this is the Kedush, or the, the cup of blessing, and uh, we pre-poured to save some time. But this cup represents the first of the four I will statements, and I'm going to read them for you from Exodus chapter 6. Therefore say to the Israelites, I'm reading this straight from Scripture, I am the Lord your God, and I will bring you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. I will free you from being slaves to them. I will redeem you with an outstretched arm, with mighty acts of judgment. I will take you as my own people, and I will be your God. And then you will know that I am the Lord your God who brought you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. And so the father's declaring to his family, look at the goodness of God. Right? All right, so everybody can take your first cup. Your cup is ready. And then the father would say in Hebrew to his children, Matthew, have you practiced your Hebrew? In the last 30 seconds, yes. <laughs> All right. And so what we're going to do, I'll read it to you in Hebrew, and then Matthew's going to lead on the microphone. But if you could all join in and recite what's going to be on screen. You can bring it on screen right now so we know what we're looking at. There we go. All right. So Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu Melech Halom Borei Pri Hagalfin. Blessed art thou, O eternal, o eternal, our God, King of the universe, creator of the fruit of the vine. All right, that's going to happen a few times, so be prepared. All right? Awesome. And so at this point, we would take and drink together. Okay, so we're just getting into the Seder. Everything's getting set up. So now Matthew is the father. He's going to put on a very special garment. This is the kittle. All right, uh, I'm excited. I found one that was long enough to accommodate Matthew. All right, yes, I got it with extra frills just for you. All right, so this is the kettle. All right, and uh, we've put the yarmulke or the, the kippah on our head. And the, uh, the reason for the kippah is just simply this. It's to show that God's ways are higher than my ways. And we honor him above all things. All right, so simple, simple things. Now, the, the kittle is worn on occasions of solemnity. It may be worn on the wedding day. So not only the lady wears a white dress in this culture, the man wears his white outfit as well. And for the day that he dies, he will be buried in it. Okay? And on Passover, it's worn. It symbolizes purity and gladness and freedom. And on Passover, freedom from human suffering. Okay? And so it is white because that's the color of royalty in Jewish tradition. And, uh, and then now we're going to start actually getting into some of the foods and symbols on the table. So in front of you, you see there's all sorts of things on this Seder plate. And uh, everybody at the table, you can take one of these green sprigs of parsley, okay? Take one of those and hold it. The parsley is called in Hebrew the carpus, all right? And everybody's going to take that carpus, and you've got a bowl of salt water here. Uh, there's one on each end, and you can dip it in that salt water. 
All right, and then the father would get ready and he would say to his family in Hebrew, Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu Malek Haloam Bo Repri Ha'adama. And then we'll read together this declaration Blessed on the screen. There. And go. Blessed are thou, O Eternal, our God, King of the universe, creator of the fruits of the earth. And so the dad is going to be instructing uh, his family all the way through. It was so cool. We were worshiping down here. Amazing worship, worship team. And I see uh, Pastor Rebecca there with grandbaby and instructing all the way along. All right, buddy. Yep, this is what she's saying. All right, buddy. Raise your hands to Jesus. And the kid's like, ah. Right? (laughs) Exact same thing. Train up your children in the way that they should go. That's exactly what's happening here. So the father would explain, as the wine or the grape juice, which we drank earlier, is red. It represents the blood of the lamb. And then the greens that you all have now represent the hyssop, which was used to apply the blood to the doorposts and lintels of the home. And then the salt water, which they're dipping into, represents the tears shed by people while they were in bondage. And then we partake together. I noticed, wow, Beate, that is the smallest carpus I've ever seen. You must really like this one. All right, so let's dip together. Let's eat the carpus. So everything in the Passover Seder is a symbol. Symbol of the blood of the lamb. Symbol of the way the blood was applied. The saltiness reminding you of the tears that were shed while in slavery. It's delicious, don't worry. Taste and see that the Lord is good. (laughs) Now we come to the matzah tosh. Matthew, if you would hold up the matzah tosh for your family. Okay, the unity bag or the matzah tosh. Um, It's really actually fascinating. There's there's three sections inside the matzah tosh. And there's three individual pieces of whole matzah that's inside the middle. Now I ask you again, why three times? Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Now, the fascinating thing in this 3,200-year-old tradition, it's the middle matzah that is removed. Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And that middle matzah is taken. Oh, I got goosebumps. Whew. It's broken for you. Half is placed back into the matzah tosh. The other half is taken and it's hidden away. It is now... That part there is going to come into this special cloth. And from this point on, that special piece will be called the afakomen. The afakomen is that special piece that is going to now be hidden away. So the mom in this family is going to go hide the afakomen. Kids, close your eyes. Don't watch what mom's doing. We're going to hide it somewhere in the house. Because later on, after our big meal in the middle, the kids get to go hunt for the afakomen. You see, this is all about family. This is all about teaching the generations the ways of God. Right? So now the father would lift up the matzotosh, and uh, there's a reading. Matthew, are you prepared for the reading of the bread of the affliction? Matthew's going to read as he would in a Jewish home. This is the bread of affliction, which our ancestors ate in the land of Egypt. Let those who are hungry enter and eat thereof, and all who are in distress come and celebrate the Passover. Now we who are here, now we are here, but next year may we be in the land of Israel. Now we are slaves, but next year may we be free men. Awesome. And so then we get into some section where the kids are going to participate. And so the kids are actually going to start asking the dad some questions. So who's, who's going first? Who's got the first question?
why is this night different from all other nights? Why is it on this night we eat only unleavened bread? The people left in a hurry. The bread didn't have time to rise. Why is it on this night we eat only bitter herbs? The people were slaves and life for them was bitter. Why is it on this night we dip twice? Bear with me. The crappus represents the hyssop. Salt water represents the tear of the people. The marar with the heroset represents the bitterness of slavery being sweetened by the hope of freedom. Why is it on this night do all of us recline? In ancient times, reclining was a sign of a free man at ease. This night, all distinction between master and slave was done away with. All were to come to the table and eat. Awesome. Okay, so you see the, the family dynamic. And so, well, this is, this is great. Our cues maybe got a little missed, so you're going to be holding your elements for a while, okay, friends? <laughs> but the nice thing is they're not going to be late at the really important time. So, yeah, servers are going to be serving you because you're going to partake in, in the Seder in just a few moments. But um, really, really important, uh, Jewish tradition, Rabbi Gamaliel, one of the most important Jewish rabbi uh, figures in history, says, if you have not explained certain things on this table, you have not fulfilled Passover. So you guys get to sit back for a few minutes. I'm going to do some teaching as a father would in his home. All right? But before we get there, we want to talk about the plagues. You remember the whole story of Pharaoh, let my people go, Right? Well, Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 to 3 says, The Lord had said to Abram, Leave your country, your people, your father's household, and go to the land that I will show you. And I will make you, you notice the I wills again, I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you, and I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing, and I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you I will curse, and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. And so we have a statement that should come onto the screen. We'll all read this one together. All right? So let's try to say it out loud. This, this faithfulness, faithfulness is that which has stood by our fathers and us. For not only one man has risen against us, destroy us, but in every generation do men rise up against us to destroy us. But the Holy One, blessed by He, delivers us from their hands. In every generation, someone rises up to destroy God's chosen people. In every generation. And so now we recount the suffering that came against our people. And so this is a fun part of the Seder where the family gets to take their pinky finger and they're going to stick it in the juice. I know it seems a little unique. All right. And then every time we uh, list one of the plagues that came against the nation of Egypt to help set God's people free from slavery, we're going to flick it onto the plate. Okay, so are you guys ready for this? All right, so it's in your Haggadah as well. Um, if you want to say it along with me, or how about I just say them and you do the flicking? All right, here we go. So first of all, the plague of blood. The plague of frogs. The plague of gnats or lice everywhere. The plague of flies. The plague of pestilence, or the disease of the livestock. The plague of boils. 
The plague of hail crashing on everything. The plague of locusts ravaging the land. The plague of darkness. And of course, as we know, the slaying of the firstborn. All right, so everything in this is a simple... Wait, wait, wait. This is finger looking good. Go right ahead. There you go. All right. And everything in this meal is a symbol of something. And so now, before you even eat your meal, you look and you see the representation of blood on your plate, reminding you of the suffering. It's going to be sweetened with hope soon. Are you still tracking? Yeah. All right. There's so much. So normally we would sing the Dayanu, and uh, again, I asked Matthew how his Yiddish is. He said no. All right, so uh, I'm going to do that piece now and fulfill what I'm supposed to do as a father in a home and teach the key elements of the Seder. Well, first of all, there's the Passover lamb, okay? The Passover lamb speaks of redemption. See, every firstborn in Egypt was born under the judgment of God and where the blood was not applied to the doorposts, the firstborn would die, right? Spiritually, for us, get this church, every one of us is firstborn under the judgment of God. All of us are dead because of the sin that came into this world through Adam. All right, on screen, It'll say this, on that day, tell your son, I do this because what the Lord did for me when we came out of Egypt. See, the story of Exodus and redemption are not just history, but we're to take them as a personal experience for ourselves. And even for us, don't miss this church. For those of you who are not Jewish, that's the majority of us here, all right? Those of us who are spiritually redeemed by Jesus, the true Passover lamb, we also see him as being sacrificed individually and personally for us on the cross. John chapter 3, we must be born again or be born a second time by faith in the Lamb of God, Jesus, to experience our redemption. If you could hold up the shank bone of the Lamb, I know Rabbi Jeff had one last week. Again, there is no sacrifice for sin as represented by the bloodless bone, the shank bone of a Lamb. Okay, We see that as a symbol of Jesus the lamb crucified for us. The roasted egg is on the Seder plate. This is called the Beitza. This was added to remind us of the destruction of the temple, which burnt in A.D. 70. All right, so that's on the table as well. And when you're going to see in the New Testament on screen, the next day, John said, as John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, look, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. You see, everything in the Seder is pointing to Jesus, the Messiah. On screen, uh, from Hebrews chapter 9. So Christ the Messiah was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many people. And he will appear a second time, not to bear sin, but to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him. Amen? Amen. And now we look at the unleavened bread. Why don't you hold up a piece of unleavened bread? Leaven or yeast in the Bible speaks of error and sin. Having been redeemed from Egypt, the Jewish nation was to put away the leaven, their former life. Put away your former ways like Alex did. He put away his former life and was transformed. And on screen it says in Leviticus 20, 26, You are to be holy to me because I, the Lord, am holy. I've set you apart from the nations to be my own. 
This is what God did for the Jewish people. And yet for the rest of us, Hebrews chapter 7, 26 says, Such a high priest meets our needs. One who is holy. One who is blameless. He's pure. He's set apart from sinners. Exalted above the heavens. Just like our worship song said today. And for those of us here in this room who have received Jesus, the Lamb of God, We are to consider ourselves dead to sin, Romans 6, 6, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. And on screen it should say, get rid of the old yeast, that you may be a new batch without yeast, and get this, as you really are. Don't miss this. God says this, get rid of your old yeast, the old way. And be a new batch without yeast as you really are. God doesn't see you as some backsliding, sinning, heathen, this, that. If you're under the blood of Jesus and Jesus is your Messiah, you are a new batch of yeast without, as you really are without that in the way anymore. Do you see the incredible identity that gives? Wow. For Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Therefore, let us keep the festival. That's why we're doing this and showcasing it this morning. Not with the old yeast, the yeast of malice and wickedness, but with the bread without yeast, the bread of sincerity and truth. And then the favorite part of the children, the bitter herbs. Here we go. The bitter herbs speak of bitterness of slavery for the Jewish people in Israel. Notice um, Isaiah 53 is removed from the Jewish text. Did you know that? They'll read through to Isaiah 52 and jump to 54 and 53 is not to be read because of the seemingly egregious claims that Jesus is the Messiah, which we know is true. But in Isaiah 53, it says that he was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering like one from whom men hide their faces. Surely he took up our infirmities, he carried our sorrows, we considered him stricken by God, smitten and afflicted by him, he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities, and the punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we're healed. So on screen, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, the body of sin might not be destroyed. Henceforth, we will no longer serve sin. All right? Now, normally the father would read a saying here. We're going to pass over that one today. Like that joke? All right? Okay, just because of time. And then now we would stand and sing a song, which again, we're not going to do because we want to get to some of the real meaty stuff here. So take the cup, the second cup, and now as the father of the home would say, and the next statement's going to come on the screen, Baruch atah Adonai lohenu, malek halom, pri hagafen. Let's say it together. Blessed art thou, O eternal, our God, king in the universe creator of the fruit of the vine. Let's drink together. After the family has drank the cup, dad would wash his hands, a ceremonial cleansing. Uh, I guess we forgot to do that earlier. It normally happens twice, but I was going too fast. And so there's some times where we're just purifying, setting ourselves aside. Okay, and then the father would hold up the matzotash again, and would read this statement or say this statement to his family. Baruch atal donai alochenu malek halom chametze lechem min ha'auretz. And on screen we'll say, Blessed art thou, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who brings forth bread from the earth. 
All right. And so now we're going to do this quickly, but if you'd each take a piece of matzah and break it, all right? And normally this is, you know, this is fun as a family. We're eating, we're sampling. And uh, what you're going to do is that we're going to go right to the bitter herbs, okay? So take a piece of matzah, and you're going to put a little scoop of these bitter herbs on there. And uh, we'll, we'll let them, uh, we'll see how much they put on there. And again, everything that we're doing in this meal is a symbol. And so help me out. What did the, uh, what did the cup remind us of? The blood of the lamb. What does the carpus, the parsley, remind you of? The hyssop that was dipped into the blood to apply the doorposts, the blood to the doorposts of the home, right? And now we come to the bitter herbs. And as the bitter herbs bring tears to your eyes, it reminds you of the bitterness of what it would be like in slavery. Like you're crying because you're a slave. So go ahead. Did you already eat it? Oh, I'm seeing a reaction. Bless you. (laughs) But there's another element on the table called the heroset. And you can start scooping this up here. The heroset is a, a, a sweet mixture. It's got apples and grape juice and honey and cinnamon and sometimes walnuts, right? And uh, so what's going on now is we've tasted the bitterness of slavery and then it's being sweetened by the hope of freedom. Everything has a symbol, right? And so the family gets it already, but before they eat, (laughs) this is hope of freedom, but you're not yet free. So put some bitterness in with the sweetness. You get to eat them together and you can actually take a second piece and make a sandwich out of the deal like so. And now we'll put them together. This is called the Hillel sandwich. Hallelujah. And uh, you can eat that together. With joy on your faces. <laughs> Isn't it delightful? <laughs> My wife, Catherine, did you buy the extra hot horseradish this year? <laughs> I think we did. All right. And so all of these symbols point to something, right? And it points to Messiah Jesus. Now at this point, you know, the Ketel would come off, there would be singing, dancing, there would be a beautiful meal, and we would all rejoice together. And again, remember Jesus and the men in in the upper room, and, and, and then Jesus goes out to the garden and he says, stay and pray with me for about one hour. And what happens? They fall asleep. Why do they fall asleep? They've traveled all through the ancient past. They've come to the upper room. They've had not one sip of wine, but two, and a whole meal, and a third, and a fourth. And then now it's in the middle of the night, and Jesus says, stay awake, guys. <laughs> kind of hard for them, right? You see, you, see, you see this becomes real to us? So that's the first half of the Seder. And then we would get into the second half of the Seder. And this is where your elements are going to come into play. Okay, the kids are going to go, they're searching for the afakoman. Remember, the afakoman was that middle matzah which was hidden away. Okay, so the child is to bring this afakoman, that middle matzah, back to the father. And the father is to redeem it or buy it back with a prize for the children. All right, that's kosher, by the way, for Passover. There you go. Now, afakoman literally means that which comes last or that which was hidden away. Just like Jesus' burial and his resurrection, hidden away the last becoming the first fruits. Remember last week, you heard that Jesus was the first fruits. That's what's happening here. And so 
Dad is going to take the afikoman. You're going to break it just like we would for communion and give a piece to each person in your family. And you will have your bread ready to go. And now you start to see, if you didn't know the Seder before, never experienced it, now you see this is the communion that we do. It's a part of this ancient tradition. Among the Jewish people, the afikoman is a symbol of the Passover lamb that was sacrificed at Passover, and they eat it in memory of the Passover lamb. Concerning the afikoman in the New Testament, get this, Luke twenty-two nineteen, and he took bread, and he gave thanks, and he broke it in the middle of this service, this meal, saying to them, this is my body, which is for you. Do this. In remembrance of me. So as you partake in the Seder this morning. And you take the unleavened bread. Do this in remembrance of Jesus the Messiah. Amen. Let's partake together. So the question for you, church, do you see the symbolism in that middle matzah? You see how powerful that is? It's amazing. According to the Jewish tradition, it was believed that Jesus the Messiah would come during Passover. Jesus said to his disciples in Matthew 17, "Uh, but I say to you, Elijah's already coming. So we're going to look at this. We're going to look at Elijah's cup. We have a cup set on the table. The kids... Don't worry about it for today. The kids would normally go out to the door and look and say, is Elijah here? Because Messiah was to come at Passover. All of these traditions. But even in this incredible matzah bread, you see the symbolism. Remember Isaiah 53? He was pierced for our transgressions. You see the little holes in your wafers, right? He was bruised for our iniquities. You see the bumps on there? By his stripes, we are healed. Isn't that something? It's all there. It's all there. It's all so evident. So we come to the third cup. If you would take the cup. This is the cup of redemption and grace. We're almost done. In ancient tradition, of course, this represents the blood of the Passover lamb, which was spilled to apply the blood to the doorposts. But it's in this cup, after supper, in the upper room, which Jesus raised up, And he said this in Luke chapter 22, verse 20. This cup is the new covenant, the new testament in my blood, which is shed for you. From this point forth, children of mine, Jesus says, do this in remembrance of me. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu Malek Haloam Borei Prihagafen And on the screens... Blessed art thou, O eternal, our God, King of the universe, creator of the fruit of the vine. And finally, we would come, go ahead and drink your cup, and those here as well. Finally, we've made it towards the end of the Seder. The fourth cup would be poured, and of course, there's conversation and fun together. And the fourth cup to the Israel, this cup represents the hope of the kingdom of Israel's glory restored. Remember, the Jews thought that he would come as a, the Messiah would come as a conquering king, a warrior, a political leader, some figure, right? 
They're still hoping for their glory to be restored. To the believer in Jesus the Messiah, if you're a believer in Jesus the Messiah, this fourth cup is the hope of his second coming. Woo! 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16 and 17 says, and let's read this one together. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ shall be caught up together with him in the clouds to meet their Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Let's drink the fourth cup rejoicing. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu melech halom prihagafin. And together our last one. Blessed art thou, O eternal, our God, King of the universe, creator of the fruit of the vine. Yes, it didn't come up, but that's okay. <laughs> now the Passover is complete. The Seder is complete. Even as our salvation and our redemption are complete. And then a statement would be made in the home. Just as we are privileged to celebrate it again this year, so may we be privileged to do so again. And we'll all say together this phrase, until he comes. Are you ready? Three, two, one. Until he comes. Amen. Amen. Thank you, family. Let's give them a hand. I just want to tell you, like, the symbolism in this is just incredible. I will spend the rest of my life teaching this because I'm unearthing more and more and more. I was in Israel three weeks ago, four weeks ago now maybe, and uh, everything came alive in new ways. It's going to take me months, years to unpack uh, what I learned. Um, I just want to ask you as a congregation this morning, if you've walked through this with us today and you're looking at this, what is this? Everything is pointing to Jesus, and you're realizing, like Alex did earlier in his life, he was walking away from God, going his own way, and you're realizing, no, there's something bigger in this than I ever knew, and you want to give your life to Jesus, make him the Messiah, the Lord of your life, today's the day. Don't hesitate. It'll be the greatest thing you'll ever do in your life, I guarantee it. Is there anyone in the house this morning? This, this, I, I don't know the culture in this church. It's been a while since I've been in here. If we bow our heads or not. If there's somebody who wants to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, why don't we just pray for a moment together? And uh, maybe we'll all just pray this out together. All right, we'll repeat after one another. And if this is you and you want to receive Jesus as your Messiah, you do so right at your spot. So Father in heaven, thank you for your Son. Thank you that Jesus died for me. I confess I've been going my own way. I need Jesus as my Savior. I welcome him into my life. I make him my Messiah. And I choose this day that I will follow you. Jesus, my Lord. Christ's name we pray. Amen. And just in closing, would you stand with me? There are so many Jews all across this planet who have not come to know Jesus as Messiah. And as you dig deeper and deeper, it's, it's obvious that they've rejected Jesus the Messiah. So as Jesus instructed, you know, don't stand on the street corners 
and make your prayers loudly for everyone to hear, but he talked about going into the prayer closet. You'd cross your arms and go under the talith. And so why don't we just resolve in our heart, each of us just pray for the salvation of the Jews all around the world. Would you raise up your faith with me and we'll close. So Father in heaven, I thank you so much that uh, I had the honor and privilege of sharing your Seder, this meal which points unequivocally to Jesus as the center of it all. Thank you that I had the honor and privilege of leading this family in the Seder this year. I pray, Lord, that you take the seeds that were planted in our hearts today, let them bear fruit in our spiritual lives. But now, Father, under the prayer cloth, under the talith, I just ask, I plead, I implore, as the word says, that, Lord, you would rouse the Jews all around the world, the Arabs and the Jews, all these people, Father, anyone who's who's not a follower of Jesus, the Messiah, God, we want to see them saved, but even more so for your chosen people. You did it all for them in that land. You've drawn them back from all corners of the earth, and yet they still don't know you as their Lord and Savior, Messiah, Jesus. We plead, whether it be angels or visions or dreams or missionaries or revival, whatever it takes, Father, stir those chosen people to salvation in Jesus. And Father, for the rest of us who are already children of the Messiah, Jesus, Lord, we thank you that you saw fit to call us children of God and draw us. We give you thanks for all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Blessings, church. Thanks, guys. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. We want to encourage you to let the Holy Spirit sink today's message into your heart, to let it transform you and bring new life. If you want to learn more about Koinonia, you can go to kcf.life to get connected. Thank you for being a part of our community. If today's message encouraged you, we would love for you to rate it and review it and share it with a friend. We love you. Let's continue to build God's kingdom together.